Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I hope you're having a great day. And uh, and I really appreciate you continuing to pay attention to the show as we celebrate so much of what makes Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, just one quick point. If you uh, enjoy the outdoors, you're a hunter or a fisherman, anyone who enjoys the outdoors, I would really encourage you to go to the Super Talk. Uh, outdoors Facebook page and and pay close attention to recent developments there. We're going to be talking a lot more about what's happening at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks Commission. Um, there's been uh, there's been some issues there, and the show's going to be more focused on those issues. Good legislation, incidentally, out there now about changing the makeup of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks Commission. And in fact, uh, Representative Timmy Ladner is going to be joining me on the show at noon next Monday to talk about a bill that he's got out there that a lot of conversation is happening around. There's a lot of pressure right now to address some of the issues related to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks Commission. And um, they uh, they actually worked to try to silence my voice and they didn't they didn't succeed in that and uh, we'll be talking you know a lot more about why um, as we go forward so if you're an outdoorsman know someone enjoys the outdoors please let them know about super talk outdoors and encourage them to pay attention to the show now let's shift gears and move to my friend jeff duncan the uh the columnist for nola.com and the times picayune he's on the hall of fame selection committee for uh for the nfl and uh, he's just a great friend is with us every single friday here on the show how you doing jeff Ricky, happy Mardi Gras! Getting ready for a big weekend over here in New Orleans. Yeah, good. Hey, you mentioned you heard me mention that there was some efforts to silence my voice. When you come from where we come from, and people try to silence your voice, all that does is uh, make us more interested in why, doesn't it? Oh yeah, that's that's the wrong approach. I've always <laughs> learned that's the wrong approach. It's kind of like PR, right? I mean, you got a chance to uh, get out in front of it and have a one-day story. You do it. As a you know, especially with negative publicity, that's the the old PR strategy. Same thing. Don't silence anybody's voice. Hear it and then try to change it through discourse. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, there's a there's a powerful lubrication that comes from sunlight <laughs> to, exactly. uh, to to create change and and right some wrongs. To be honest with you, but you know, my show, the out, outdoor show, we're focused on on Mississippi's wildlife legacy and. Uh, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks is only five members, so with three votes, just three votes. And th- by the way, there are no there are no requirements about conservation background or experience in conservation. They're political appointees for the governor. Just three votes, they can change the course of history for my kids and my kids' kids. And yeah. so people are more focused on that these days. Yeah, that's scary too when you when you're talking about something that can affect millions of people. It is. And economies across the state of Mississippi. Hey, listen, uh, you guys, again, I want to encourage people, even during this offseason, because once again, we're going to have a very dynamic offseason as the Saints 
uh, you know, really do what is essentially going to be an offensive uh, overhaul. I would really encourage you to go to NOLA.com and sign up for the Saints newsletter. NOLA.com slash Saints. You can, you can see the newsletter there. They do a great job of letting you know what's happening in, in the world of the Saints. In fact, I mean, their coverage of uh, – of the Pelicans is terrific. They do just a really good job overall. But, but you know, it's been really interesting. You guys, uh, you, you, we'll come back to the Super Bowl in a second because you wrote a great column about how they've uh, accumulated all these players, and there aren't necessarily a bunch of five-star players. They've just done a great job at scouting for the two teams that are in the Super Bowl. We'll come back to that in the second half. But, you know, this this notion about this Shanahan offense and this uh, – yeah, it's interesting. We're talking about Shanahan offense. Offense, but we're not talking about uh, we're not necessarily talking about Shoe, uh, Sean Payton's offense. We're, I mean, the, everybody's focused on Shanahan these days, and the Saints are going to be all in on that, aren't they? Yeah, you know, the, a lot of the the candidates for the the offensive coordinator position, Ricky, had backgrounds either in the Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan system. And look, I, I don't think it'll be interesting to see when we get a chance to talk to the new coordinator, Clint Kubiak. When he comes in next week, I mean, he's trying to win a Super Bowl ring with the 49ers this weekend. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll have a press conference with him, hopefully a little later after Mardi Gras. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, Saints. Let's let's give us a few days. But um, uh, when, the, when we get a chance to talk to him, it'll be interesting to see what he says, because you know he's only been in the 49ers uh, coaching. He's only been on the staff there one year. This is his only season he's been there. I think it's going to be a little of a hybrid, in my opinion. We'll have to hear what he says. But, you know, his father, Gary Kubiak, was a longtime NFL head coach and offensive coordinator, won Super Bowls with the Broncos. And, um, you know, I'm, I think he's probably his biggest influence, just, you know, coming yeah. from, you know, his father. And uh, so, Cleveland's running that scheme now. Yeah. So I, I just think, uh, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up in that. I've, I've talked to our guys on staff a little bit about it. I, you know, the, the Gruden, uh, basically Shanahan uh, system, which is what the Saints have always run. It's Sean Payton's system now. And, uh, you know, that tree isn't really a whole lot different. I mean, if, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay got their start in the NFL under John Gruden. You know, so there's just a lot of crossover. I don't think it's going to be as different. I think the biggest difference really is mainly the running game more so than the passing game. There's a little more motion you know, some, but the Saints started running more motion later in the year. But I just, I got a feeling people are getting caught up in this and, uh, you know, this new system and new offense. And I don't think it's going to be a, a lot different than what they've been running. I, I tell you what I think is going to be different. And you and I have talked about this and what I know about it, you've taught me about it. But what's going to be different about it is the Saints have struggled to have an identity. And that really comes back to the leadership of the offense. I mean, you know, the coach, the coach and the coaching staff of the offense, the, the lack of communication and issues between the quarterback and the wide receivers and how all those pieces fit together and ultimately come together to create a, a creative approach to calling the offense in situational situations and so and so on, I think we're going to improve in those areas, at least based on what I've been reading. It seems that that's going to be addressed now, or at least we got an opportunity for that to be addressed now. Yeah, and look, I think that's a, a critical point. I mean, the Saints have really have lacked an identity. You can't really say, what What do you hang your hat on, Saints? I mean, what what is it you do extremely well, other than that kind of Taysom Hill a quarterback package, that wildcat quarterback thing, that really is the only thing consistently the Saints have done well. 
Uh, so I do think they've got to be able to run. I mean, the, the one thing that stood out to me in the postgame press conference with Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis, both of them said, we've got to be able to run the football better. And so I think that's going to be a big point of emphasis. It's one of the reasons why Doug Marone's not coming back. He basically ran the running game. Uh, Clint Kubiak's obviously wanted to bring in his own offensive line coach, his own running backs coach. He's got some hires to make. I'm sure he's got people already in mind. Uh, we reported this week that Ronald Curry will not be back. He's moving on to Buffalo. So really, the only coaches that are coming back from last year's staff are Clancy Barone, the tight ends coach, and Jari Evans, the assistant offensive line coach. So it's really a whole new offensive staff, and that's to be expected when you have a, a new coach coming in. It, it, it is It is to be expected. Um, I find it to be, and we haven't even really met him. <laughs> it hasn't even been officially announced yet. Uh, but I find it refreshing that we're having these conversations and that the Saints uh, have, have have gone all in to try to address the issues that we faced last last year. And I've read a lot about I've read a lot about him. And you know, it's there's a lot of people high on this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, look, he comes with a pedigree, uh, having you know his father coaching the league, so he's been around football his whole life. And I think getting in that Kyle Shanahan offense, I mean, it's it's the Hottest offense in the league. We're going to see it this weekend uh, as he goes to try and win his first Super Bowl. Uh, it, it certainly has been successful. But as I pointed out, I mean, I, I pointed this out. I mean, uh, I, I used this in my Hall of Fame presentation. Uh, I'll let you inside the room a little bit when I presented Jari Evans. Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniels, Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, all these guys are head coaches from that tree. In 22 years, Ricky, 22 combined years as head coaches, they've had 13 top 10 offenses. Sean Payton and Drew Brees had 15 in 16 years. So wow. you know, we're talking about just an incredible run of dominant offense uh, that they ran here. I don't think what they were running was all that broken. Yeah, well, there, there, you, there you go. Again, it comes back to frustrations with play calling and adjusting to the situations and potentially maybe the game plans. I mean, it's a lot of those things, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah, it's I, I, one thing. You make a great point. Like, I guess what I'm getting at, I don't necessarily think the X's and O's part of it is what's going to save yeah. the Saints. It's going to be the coaching, teaching, execution, and correcting and holding people accountable. Clint Kubiak and this new staff, that's what they're going to have to do. they got, they got enough talent. I don't think the X's and O's difference – between the two systems going to be that much different. It's going to be, okay, when you don't play well, how do we fix that? How do we get more consistent? That And that comes back to coaching, like you said. Hey, is he a high-energy guy like Dan Campbell, or is he more of a subdued dude? I mean, is he, is I, don't he know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not that familiar with him. I know he was. He called plays in Minnesota. Uh, he called plays for a little while in Denver. So he does have play calling experience. I think that's going to be something else people are going to want to watch because, frankly, they, they were not very successful with Pete Carmichael calling plays the last couple of years. There's an art to that, uh, but he hasn't done a ton of it. He's not doing it in San Francisco. Obviously, that's Kyle Shanahan. So I think there's a lot of question marks with this hire. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm encouraged by what I hear and, and see, but, uh, you know, it's a risk. I mean, this guy's not that experienced he's he's never been an offensive coordinator so you know he's so you know he'll he'll be i mean i think he took over a little bit in minnesota for a while but um 
you know, he's young, and that's what they were trying to get. And that's probably what they had to get, frankly. We'll continue the conversation with Jeff Duncan on the other side. We'll see you after this break. His passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. Hey, before we move to the Super Bowl, um, just a just a slight uh, uh, continuation of that conversation and the point that you were making at the end about how Dennis Allen's job is on the line. And you and I have talked about this before. It could be, you know, it could be a one year and done deal. Could be if they didn't, if they don't have a, if they don't have a good year. And of course, prospective candidates, those you say with a pedigree, aren't going to want to come here under those circumstances. But here's, here's my hope, bud. I hope that we already know that Dennis Allen's a really good defensive coach. And if he, if, 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 uh, if Kubiak comes in here and, and does well, I would love for the Saints to go on a run. I would love for these guys to have the chemistry together to be able to give us 10 years of, uh, of consistency with our team. Um, that would be great to see, wouldn't it? Yeah, and look, I think there's an opportunity. We've talked about it in the division. You know, new coach in Carolina, new coach in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay is the champion, so they're, you know, the division is going to go through them. But there's no world beaters in the NFC South, so – think Saints can fix their offense, uh, have a good draft. I think they need a really good draft this year. Uh, and they've got to fix their salary cap issues. Those, those are issues that how they remake this roster this offseason is going to be fascinating. We've talked about it before. I think there's going to be some household names, some real stars that people have been familiar with the last few years uh, that aren't going to be back with this team as this kind of roster transitions to a little younger and maybe a little cheaper roster than what they've had. So that's going to be a lot of work for Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen. Well, speaking of cheaper and speaking of younger, uh, your column uh, that you wrote about this particular matchup coming up for the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers, you know, there aren't many five-star you know uh, recruits among them. And you, you pointed out, I mean – Sometimes to succeed, you got to be great at finding talent, and they've done a good job at that, haven't they? Yeah, you know, mainly I was tying that to the national signing date, which was Wednesday, and the fact that we all every year everybody gets worked up about the signing dates. I get it; college football is big in the South, Mississippi, Louisiana. We're all into it, but uh, I'm just pointing out, you know, don't let that define either. You, you know, if you're a fan, if you're a parent of a prospect, or you are a prospect. And you're only a two or three star. I mean, that's not the end of the world. You know, like uh, George Kittle uh, came out of Norman, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma didn't even offer him a walk to come in and walk on. He was so overlooked. He had to wait to the last second to be. He was the last player offered by Iowa. And the only reason he got offered by Iowa was because two other guys backed out and he got a scholarship and he ends up, you know, being the best tight end in the league, along with Travis Kelsey who also was a guy that Ohio State didn't even sniff. And, and and he ended up going to Cincinnati as a quarterback, and they move him to tight end, and you know, the rest is history. So my point is, you know, there's a lot of ways to get to the NFL. You just have to keep working and maturing and evolving and developing your game. Uh, and, and very few times do we see five stars. One of the few five stars, frankly, is from Mississippi, Chris Jones, the big defensive tackle uh, for the Chiefs. 
he was one that kind of came out of nowhere his senior year and blew up and became a five-star recruit and went to state and had a great career. But for the most part, you got guys like Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy that were overlooked, had just a handful of offers and, uh, you know, ended up keep working and, and made it all the way to the NFL. Yeah, I saw I saw a really interesting piece. I can't remember where I saw it. I mean, it was on YouTube, but I don't remember who was sharing it. It was uh, some reaction back in the day when all that trading up and down was happening during the Mahone, when Mahone, Patrick Mahone was taken. And, uh, you know, a lot of maneuvering that, that ha- had to happen and, a, you know, confidence in him as a as a as a quarterback. But, boy, he was a highly rated quarterback on a lot of people's books. And uh, and Brock Purdy wasn't. So what a what a wonderful matchup this weekend. You know, this guy on a rookie contract going against this multimillionaire successful guy and uh, both of them, you know, kind of being underdogs early in their careers. It's just a fascinating story, isn't it? Yeah, and a rematch of a Super Bowl a few years ago where the Chiefs overcame a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter and won. I really think this is the 49ers' year. I think they've been the best team all year, along with the Ravens. And I feel like they've kind of gotten by with like their B games in the NFC playoffs. They kind of remind me a little of the 2009 Saints. If you remember, Ricky, that year the Saints won the Super Bowl, they didn't play their best game in the NFC Championship game and kind of got – fortunate to, to get by the Vikings uh, with those late uh, turnovers by Brett Favre. And then they had their A game for the Colts and, and really kind of uh, came back, stormed back and won that game. I feel like the 49ers got their scare out of the way uh, against the Lions. And I think you're going to see their A plus game. I, I really think this is going to be Kyle Shanahan's chance to kind of exercise some demons on Sunday. Anything else uh, you want to mention about the uh, the the uh, Super Bowl? Because I kind of want to shift gears and talk just a little bit about Pelicans. Yeah, d- other than like Brock Purdy is getting a lot of comparisons to Drew Brees, and I see that you know undersized, very cerebral, accurate uh, pro- processor, uh, just a lot of things that uh, Drew Brees, a lot of the traits he had, easy to overlook because he doesn't look the part. He's not the big six four guy. Don't underestimate Brock Purdy. I mean, a lot of people have, and that's why he went all the way to the seventh round. And uh, people are looking back at their evaluations, wondering how how they missed on that guy. I, I think he's going to have a big game on Sunday. Um, and he's not glitzy. He's not looking for any attention. He's puts his wears his Christian faith on his sleeves. A lot of that's not sexy to the national press. It's going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out. But I told you this before. I'm pulling for the 49ers. I think I agree with you. This may be their year. And if it is their year, what a statement it makes for Shanahan and his ability to build this team and make tough decisions along the way to, to create what, what could be a Super Bowl winner. That, that in itself is a fascinating story, isn't it? Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, there'll be a lot of talk as soon as it's over, shifting gears to New Orleans. I mean, I know New Orleans has their entire Super Bowl host committee contingent out in Vegas. Of course, we have the Super Bowl here next year, so everyone's out there from the city of New Orleans uh, evaluating how Las Vegas is doing, uh, basically preparing for the handoff the day after the Super Bowl. The, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, will have a press conference, basically, you know, ceremony, uh, for the handoff to New Orleans, and we'll take the ball and run. And I think it's going to be a really epic Super Bowl here next year. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man. I I, I tell you that as I said before, one of the real 
enjoyments of my tenure in New Orleans was being president of NOLA Media Group at the time that we hosted a Super Bowl because it was it was incredible to watch what was happening behind the scenes as it relates to all that. Good Lord, how mercy. What a boost to the city. My yeah. gosh. Hey, and I know we didn't talk about this, but uh, you know, Wednesday, Ricky, was the 14-year anniversary of the Saints Super Bowl championship. I mean, it's hard to believe it's been 14 years, but that brought back a lot of nostalgic memories for me uh, thinking back to that day. and I mean, the further we get from it, the more special it is. Yeah, no, I know. I can only imagine, man. Hey, listen, as we've talked about the Pelicans, we've all, always wondered about whether they could stay healthy or not. And, of course, Zion's had his issues with health in, in past seasons that hasn't, hasn't taken him, in most cases, past January. But the health of the big three could bode well for this team going forward, couldn't it? Yeah, and look, they're coming off maybe their best win of the season. They beat the Clippers in L.A. on their home court. Uh, that's something they really haven't done much of this year, be able to beat a quality team on the road. And they dominated that game, and they controlled the whole way. Uh, the Clippers, I think, might be the favorite to win the West. I mean, they are they have four future Hall of Famers on that team, and Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. And they were no match for the Pels that night, and I thought the Pels showed – with their potential in that game. And you're right. They're healthy now. I think they're playing with a little more confidence. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. We've got the trade deadline coming up. There's a lot of chatter out there, a lot of speculation that it could be a deal made. I know they want to make a deal, but they don't want to just make a deal to make a deal. It's got to be the right one. But it wouldn't surprise me if we see them move uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who's on an expiring contract. Uh, he's probably not going to be in New Orleans next year. Lots of times you trade someone like that to get something for him. Yeah. Uh, and he's a popular player, but yeah. wouldn't be a surprise. But, but you think they're looking for a big man? Well, they're looking for two things. You know, One, I think some guard help, and also uh, they want a little more of an athletic big man that can protect the rim. That's not Jonas Valanciunas' strength. He's a terrific offensive player, but he's not necessarily a shot blocker. And they think they could take their defense to another level if they have a really athletic big man. Uh, so that would probably be their main main kind of acquisition if they do if they do trade for somebody. You know what? What I've come to appreciate because I was never a big NBA fan. You know, it just wasn't. Pay obviously paid more attention to New Orleans just because we were there and went to a lot of games when I was in New Orleans. But what I've come to appreciate about it, and as Mickey Loomis told me when we met when we met and talked about this once, is that the the dynamics of building a team is so much different than the NFL. Way, way different. The way the draft works, the whole nine yards. But the need to build chemistry between your players and the the, the role that keeping them healthy plays in building a strong team. It is a you know, we sometimes can overlook you can have some great players, but if they're not playing together and finding Zion's role on this team and Brandon Ingram's role on this team and so on has been one of the reasons why they had that game against the Clippers. And it's all starting to come together if they can stay healthy. But finding that chemistry and finding the roles that each player can play is not an easy thing to do in the NFL, in the NBA, is it? No, and they've, they've got to keep it going. I mean, they've had lots of these little kind of spurts where they play well and beat somebody good and and then they fall back into kind of a little bit of malaise. And to me, the next step for this team is to show consistency, string a bunch of wins together, 
and build that seed up. You don't want to be in the playing game again. I mean, that's the hardest road you can take. And that's where they're at right now. So they've kind of put themselves in this position. Now we'll see if they can accelerate here as, as we get to the home stretch of the season. Hey, we got less than a minute, but congratulations on the book. The Steve Gleason book is in. It's done. You guys are holding galleys now and actually beginning to plan what your rollout is going to be. Congratulations on that, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, you can pre-order it now if you're interested. In, you know, those pre-orders always help us uh, kind of get a gauge to booksellers. But uh, you can pre-order on Amazon. It's called A Life Impossible. We'll be talking more about it as we get closer to the release date in April. When we come back on the other side, we're going to be joined by Billy Rubel, and we're going to talk about the Second Street Social Club. We'll see you after this break. Talk Mississippi Media Production.